0: Welcome back to the JoinTheTrades.com interview series, where we talk to tradespeople and learn more about successful career paths straight from the source. Today, my guest is Joe DeLong, a residential HVAC tech with 26 years of experience in the field. Joe, how'd you get started?
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of a funny story. So um, I was a basically a 20-year-old kid, you know, didn't really have any direction, wasn't sure what <laughs> I wanted to do with my life. Um, and, um, believe it or not, I mean, not, not all of us have been in this situation, but I was a high school dropout. Um, and, um, my brother happened to be, um, already working for an air conditioning company in the area. And he was in the sales department and he said, Hey, you know, um, I can get you a job working on an install crew. And I said, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. It was like $8 an hour. Right and, and you know it was you know probably 60 hours a week and you know I, it was in South Florida so down in South Florida is you know 90 degrees 90 percent humidity and I had to go in an attic every day so it wasn't the best work conditions but you know I was hungry I wanted to learn something new so um, the very next week I got started um, working out uh, on an install crew for for a local air conditioning company in Naples Florida.
0: okay. Okay. Um, so you kind of just, your brother was able to kind of like get you started, get your, get the ball rolling for you. And my, my how times have changed, huh? Eight bucks an hour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nobody's going to go for a, an hourly rate that low nowadays. So. Right. But yeah, But yeah, no experience, none at all. And they basically stuck me with a lead installer and I just started off, you know, he was, saying hand me this hand me that half the time I didn't know what I was handing them or what I had to go find and so yeah zero experience and just learned Um, I didn't get any formal training it was learning as I go every day every call one at a time
0: okay so you had a bit of a mentor
1: there to kind of start walking you through things absolutely and had I not had that mentor that mentorship uh, would have made things very difficult
0: so, and what would your title have been at that point? Just apprentice? Is that, is that what you would have been called or?
1: Honestly, I was, a help, I was called a helper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Glorified tool grabber. <laughs> sure. So yeah. walk us
0: through then the the steps of your career, the progression of your careers from that point to now.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I started off as a helper and I started getting better and better at what my lead installer needed needed me to do and what my job was. Um, eventually I worked myself into my own lead install crew. So I actually eventually had my own work van, had my own helper and I was out doing my own jobs. I started out doing nothing but duck changeouts underneath mobile homes and up in attics. And then I graduated into installing my own equipment after I got EPA certified. Um, and then after that point Um, I kind of worked my way into the service department. So after doing installs for probably three to five years, I kind of slowly started running uh, some service calls out in the field, troubleshooting older equipment um, to a point where eventually I was running service calls at night and doing installs during the day. So it was it was a lot of hours at that first company. We we were pretty much balls to the wall. It was just you were okay. you were going full speed or you weren't going at all. So um a lot of service calls, a lot of uh installs, a little bit of both. And then I'm originally from Denver, Colorado area. That's where I live now. Uh it's where I was actually born and raised. Um and so after about ten years in Florida, um, I decided I wanted to move back to Colorado and I, I moved back out to Colorado in two thousand and seven and um met my wife, got married, had kids, bought a house, did that whole did that whole gig and uh when I moved back to Colorado, I decided, well, let me try commercial hVAC. I didn't like commercial hVAC very very much you know it was it was a lot of heaving your tools up to a rooftop and going rooftop to rooftop to rooftop. You're out in the elements every day. Wasn't really just, it just wasn't my favorite thing. I, I'm a people guy. I like to work with people. I get, I like to establish relationships with customers and okay, commercial is kind of the opposite. Commercial is great for people that don't really want to deal with people. So, um, Hey, to each their own. Commercial guys don't like residential. Residential guys usually don't like commercial. But So I did commercial industrial for about three years uh, when I moved back to Colorado in 2007. Um, And then about 2009, 2010, I got back into the the, uh, residential um, part of the industry uh, here in the Denver market. And um, after that, I was pretty much straight, nothing but uh HVAC service and sales. So I wasn't doing any installs anymore after I got back into Colorado. Um, so strictly service. Um, I also did residential sales. So I was doing heat load calculations, selling equipment. Um, I also did a lot of training, um, for, uh, service technicians. Um, and then eventually I became a service manager. Um, And then in 2014, um, I actually went and got my National Standard Master Mechanical license. Okay. Um, So uh, technically a licensed contractor. Um, It was actually a company here in the Denver market that uh, they were leasing a license from a person um, that had passed away. And they wanted me to be the license holder for their company because the owner was actually a plumber by trade. He was not HVAC so he actually paid for me to go get my license. Um, and so I still hold that license still today. So, uh, went from service manager to licensed contractor. Um, I was a service manager before I got hired on at NextStar network. Um, and the company I work at now, what we do is we do business coaching, marketing coaching, um, you know, our, basically our, our mission and our vision is to get the world's best tradespeople and turn them into the world's best business people. So we get licensed contractors from all over the country and we help them get their companies that may be hurting and help them become profitable businesses. Um, and my part at Nextar Network is to teach the HVAC industry now um along with people so teach it to people that have zero to little experience and then also teach technicians and locate those skills gaps that they may have so we can develop them into even better technicians so the last four years i've been spending uh teaching the industry okay sorry that's that's... a lot of information at once
0: no, that's exactly what we wanted to know. Um, we're always interested, partly in in the, what progression there may be from the very beginning to where someone ended up in the long run. Um, certainly, we've talked to people that own their own private companies uh, that are still out in the field, and then we're talking to you now, and you've become a, a trainer and you know a teacher. Uh, so it's always it's always fascinating. Let's. Um, go back a little bit in time to the beginning and give us an idea of what like a standard day would have been like when you mm-hmm. were in your first couple of years when you were still in the field.
1: Okay. Yeah. So in my first couple of years, um, you know, a typical day pretty much consisted of, you know, arriving to the shop at anywhere between seven and 8am in the morning. Um, you know, before I had my own truck, um, I would, I would arrive there typically before the lead installer got there, he would pull in and part of my daily task was to clean out the, uh, back of the, of the service truck from the day before. Usually it was from an install, clean that out and then, um, restock the vehicle with parts and supplies that we used from the day before. So I would have to go in the warehouse, um, I'd have a list of what we use from the day before. My job was to get that truck restocked and get everything ready for the next day. Um, and this is when I was just a helper. So, right. you know, right off the bat, you know, he was giving me lists of things to do. Um, you know, I had to know my way around the shop, know, know the different people that are at the company as far as like warehouse staff. And all sure. that, and kind of get to know, okay, this is what this part is. This is what this part is. A lot of it was just touch and feel and look and learn. And I did a lot of self learning because I didn't have any formal education. So at night, I was also looking stuff up in books. I was going to the library, you know, because in the late 90s, I didn't have Google. Of course. So, <laughs> um, so, on a day like that, it was pretty much get get the truck ready for the day get out and then I would be in the field with with him during the day, and then at night we'd come home and start again the next day Now, when I was in um a truck on my own, it was more it was a lot more um managing that and making sure that I had what I needed, even mm-hmm. though I was asking my helper to do that the buck stopped at me. (laughs) Right. So, so, but that was also kind of cool for a young person to have that responsibility and have that trust from that company you're working at, you know, to have that, that level of trust where they're like, okay, here's a, here's a $30,000 truck. Here's a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment on that truck. Here's the keys go make us money. You know, I might be exaggerating a little bit on money there, but, it's a it's a it's a level of trust that that you're given that kind of it's very empowering to a young adult. Oh,
0: absolutely. So you mentioned the, the, the way things have changed since that point, uh, obviously, with phones now, with YouTube, information is is so much more readily accessible. We're not using the Dewey Decimal system anymore, which, of course, right. <laughs> I used this when I was younger. Um, what are some of the other changes that you've seen over time?
1: What I've seen over time a lot, um, especially in the HVAC industry is changes. Well, changes from everything. Like you, you said it right there with, you know, do decibel system to libraries too. I, I was using a map book. I didn't have, you know, to, to find my way from one call to another, you had to go to page, you had to go right. to page 35 and look on the map grid for P five and find your street so, yeah. you know, there was no there was no GPS, there was none of that. So, technology has actually made the trade so much more fun. Cool. And I see that because now I'm out there and I travel all over the country to different shops in different states across the country training technicians and now I have this arsenal on my phone, on my iPad of bluetooth tools that i'm able to connect on a on a piece of equipment and i get data live stream to my device immediately wow and these devices and these apps literally help you in the diagnosis of a system so you'll get red flags you'll get yellow flags you'll get all these different points of data so it's a matter That's of cool teaching the industry in kind of the way that I learned what I call it the analog way and move it into the digital age to where we can we can not be scared of the new technology but embrace it Yeah, that's
0: that's interesting. So you have uh, and allow me to interject, I apologize. Yeah, no, no, it's but, you would connect some of your tools up to an actual app. And you said you would get a flag that would say, oh, hey, this reading is telling us that we've got a problem with whatever, compression system or something. Is that correct? Mm-hmm.
1: That is correct. So I have I have like a Testo smart probe kit that includes uh, pressure probes that I could put directly on the air conditioner. I have the temperature probes. I have hydrometers that measure the humidity, the temperature. Um, Uh, wet bulb dry bulb temperature all that and all comes up onto an app and so i could plug all this into a piece of equipment and have all the data that i could possibly need right at my fingertips oh that's cool and so it's it's everything is just instantaneous nowadays with technology um,
0: the On another level, while we're speaking of technology more and more lately, as I've been talking to different young people and talking to other people in the, in the trades in general, we're starting to hear more and more about AI and, and chat GBT, um, from my understanding, but you could be helpful with this because you're a teacher. Uh, Luckily, the trades are one of the very few fields in general that should not be horribly affected by this. It seems to be more of a a, a technical online um, issue than people that are actually going out and actually doing the work physically. Is that does that sound correct?
1: Um, Could you clarify what you mean as far as AI?
0: Well, just more the idea. So there's a there's a system out that's that's called ChatGBT that I've heard Mm -hmm. younger people talking about more often, which um, they're talking about replacing careers. They're talking about replacing jobs. Now, from my understanding, the jobs that are more likely to be replaced by that are jobs in journalism, per se jobs that are online, possibly coding jobs, and the one and the jobs that seem the most secure are actually field technicians, people that actually have to go out there. We're not at the point, basically, where a robot's going to go fulfill that job.
1: Okay, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying now. Yeah, so so I would say absolutely 150%, these tradesmen are set. That is definitely not something they have to worry about, um, at least for the foreseeable future, in my opinion, sure. especially when we come to residential HVAC, because the human factor in that you simply just can't take away. There's there's certain things about the trade where, and the company that I work for, we focus very heavily on soft skills too. So we help our member companies get technicians and hire technicians that they hire them based on personality and how well they communicate with people, and then you know if they're good people, people. We teach them the skill, and then we refine the soft skills, because there is that person-to-person interaction that no AI is going to be able to replace. Sure, you know what I mean. So when I go to uh, Mrs. Smith's home and she's a you know, a retired uh, old lady and she's been having me out to her house every every season to have her air conditioner uh, checked out. You know, she's having that, establishing that relationship with that person builds a level of trust. And then that customer not only is buying from the company, they're buying from that technician. And a computer right. just simply can't do that. And, and a lot of what companies are trying to, develop, especially with the, the way our economy has been, is relationships are huge. Establishing relationships and having those relationships with their customers is, is absolute key to maintaining uh, good rapport and um, good customers.
0: Yeah, on some level, I suppose that means more consistent work, right? Absolutely. And good
1: quality work. So, yeah. And a lot of technicians, at least in residential, you know, they have to be able to give a customer options, educate them on those options, so that so that the homeowner can can make the best decision for themselves.
0: So trust is plays a huge part in this, ultimately. Absolutely, and building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that makes sense. It certainly is going to be uh more comfortable as a layperson not knowing what you're doing if you if you have a good relationship and a, a trusting relationship with your with your tech and with the company in general yep absolutely so what are some of the pros and cons then of of someone who would be in the field not at your level but let's say someone you know in their first few years what would what do you remember from that time that you thought were pros and cons?
1: What I definitely thought was a pro. I'll start with the pros. So to me now at the time, $8 an hour in 1997 was pretty decent for somebody that had no experience. Yeah. Um, So, but still even today, you know, I'm talking to companies and I'm finding out what those starting wages are and they're pretty decent Um, depending on, and I'm not going to speak for commercial because I, I don't do commercial, so I can't speak on that aspect, but the starting wages are very, very well. The other aspect to consider is the education expense. Most companies, at least in the residential um, part of the industry, most of these companies, you are going to be earning a wage while you learn a skill. Right. Okay, so you can look at, uh, for instance, a very famous college is down the street from where I live, CU Boulder. Colorado Mm -hmm. University in Boulder. Um, You know, I could not even imagine where they're at. I'm not going to actually quote prices, but tens of thousands of dollars to go there for, for one year. And whereas in the skilled trades, I have already seen technicians come in with zero experience, be able to go to a company, learn while they're earning. So learn while you earn and then i've seen technicians start and within five to eight years they're making six figures a year yes and they have zero student debt
0: yeah i'm i'm always happy when someone brings that up particularly someone like yourself who is clearly on a high level and is teaching this to people Um, we're trying to get across to to people that young people and and anyone who may be looking even just for a career change, that there are really high paying opportunities
1: here. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the biggest aspects, if I was talking to a potential student right now is it really comes down to you. It comes down to you and how much you wanna apply yourself. If you wanna give it 150%, you're gonna get 200% back. (laughs) This industry has done so much for me. That's why when I had the opportunity to teach it and bring it back to the industry that gave me so much, I feel like it it was what I had to do. Yeah, It's like what I felt like I, I just I had to do because it gave me so much. I was able to when when my wife became pregnant with my daughter, I was able to work at a residential company here in the metro area. Now, granted, it was a little tough. My wife, we decided it was going to be best for her to quit her job. Um, You know, when she got further along in the pregnancy, she had our daughter, and then she was able to stay home and help raise my daughter until we were at a point where we could put my daughter in daycare. But I was able to have a stay-at-home wife with my kids, and I was able to support the family and buy a house. (laughs) in to roughly 2009, 2010. And I was able to do that working in residential HVAC.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up as well, because you hear that more and more often from younger people. Hey, how, how am I going to be able to buy a home at this point? It's difficult. Obviously, the real estate market, you know, has changed over the years. Um, but if you do have a good enough career at the time and if you are, you know, in a, within a few years time pulling six figures, then it's a it's a much more attainable goal, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, you know, 20 years ago, was I pulling six figures? No, but the times are different. Sure. So, so you know, hitting six figures in this industry nowadays is extremely common. Right. You just have to be able to apply yourself.
0: Now, what would you say are some of the attributes that, that someone would need or would want to have to make them best suited for this?
1: So when it comes to the skilled trades, um, and when I say skilled trades, I'm referring to plumbing, HVAC, electrical. Um, I think you you have to you have to have the want and the desire to work with your hands um, to troubleshoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely cannot be afraid of getting dirty and, but believe it or not, I see a lot of women in the industry running circles around some of these guys, so sure there's nowadays there's a huge huge amount of women out there joining doing the exact same thing those guys are doing. Um, so yeah, an eager, being eager to, to learn number one, number two, um, you know, sorry, I just have to think about this for a minute. So, oh
0: no, take your time.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, most of it is, is being willing to learn. I do think you have to have a, uh, somewhat of a mechanical aptitude. So, you know, some of the stuff you, you, you have, you know, if you're, if you're not, the type of person that wants to get dirty or go into a crawl space or go into an attic, yeah, skill trades probably isn't for you. Um, but if you're not afraid of getting dirty, you're you're not afraid of learning. Um, you know, if you like working with your hands, if you like figuring out problems and troubleshooting in general, the trades are going to be awesome, an awesome choice for you. And that goes along with same, the same people that you know, we've been seeing a huge influx in the trades of people from the pandemic that wanted a change in career. And we've seen people that were waiters, waitresses, cooks, um, Uber drivers, I mean, you name it, people from all across the different industries moving to the skilled trades because they can learn it without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in college tuition. For sure. And they can and they get to learn a skill while they're making money. And the sky's the limit when it comes to income. And when I say the sky's the limit, is you can go anywhere from starting out as a helper like I did to being a successful business owner. You right. Know, the sky is the limit. It just depends on how much how much you want to put into it.
0: Right. Yeah, these are things that we're excited to have someone to have someone point out, especially someone like yourself who actually teaches us and has been in the field for so long. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: Um, not that I think, um, you know, if you like to work with your hands, you like to learn. You're willing to learn something new and be patient with it. Our trades are where it's at. Absolutely. Um, we also work with a, a, a nonprofit part of our organization called explore the trades. So if anybody wants to go to explore the um, That's another place that if you're just kind of on the fence, and you want to learn a little bit more about the trades. We have a really good website there they can go to to, to learn a little bit more.
0: That's awesome, Joe. Um, you know, thanks. Thanks so much for for importing some of your information. If someone wanted to reach out to you, how would they go about that? Or, or for instance, to you, to the company?
1: Um, yeah, so I work for NextStar Network. Um, they can actually reach out to uh, nextarnetwork.com or they can go to nexttechacademy.com if they want to learn more about the uh, academy that I help build. It's called Next Tech Academy. Um, we do the academy is through our NextStar Network members, so you do have to be a, a member of next Star network in order to go on the academy. Okay. But I guarantee in your area, we probably have multiple companies that are already part of our organization uh, in your area. So.
0: That's great. So if someone was out there right now and they're going, you know, the heat's on, I'm, I'm ready to roll. What would you mm-hmm. suggest is the best way to get started?
1: I would, um, I would probably have them go to explorethetrades.org. Okay. And they can actually look in their area. Um, they can also go on nextstarjobs.com. I think that's the website. It's Next Jobs. Um, And you can actually search in your area and you can actually look for local companies in your area that are hiring. And even if you didn't go through that avenue, I would just reach out to a HBC plumbing neurological company, give them a call, say, Hey, I'm looking for a trade. I'm looking to learn and I want a job. I guarantee you, if you, if you called five of those companies, you're going to find one that's willing to hire you.
0: Cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for your expertise, brother. Absolutely. And thanks for giving back too. That's really awesome.
1: Yeah. I'll continue to do that the rest of my career. Thanks, man. Take it easy, Joe.
0: Thank you. We'll see you all next time, guys. Check out jointhetrades.com.